Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast in the squeaky chair you just heard in the background. Uh, but welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling, I wouldn't call it entertaining. All right, perfect. <laughs> off, uh, off to a rollicking start. Um, let's start with, let's see, I always normally do the checking in here. Um, but let's do some diff. That's short for different. Uh, let's do advice. Let's do some advice. All right, so send in any advice, questions, or comments that you have to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, and we will read your advice question or comment on a future podcast. But first things first, somebody wants to know, she's asking about her boyfriend's side hustle and that it's apparently her boyfriend is taking her meds that she has, that she's been prescribed, and is selling them to his friends. Hmm. And uh, she found this out by snooping through a bunch of her boyfriend's texts. And that revealed to her that he's selling her meds to his friend. Well, listen, all seriousness, money's money. Just let it go. You know what I mean? Ask to have a cut of it. I think you're entitled to that at the very least. Um, no, I think that that's uh, obviously super nuts nutso um and you know she doesn't go into the specifics about what the meds are but you know that can be a serious thing that could like start to be a buzzkill right at the beginning of the show but like you know what if they od on your meds you know what i mean i don't know would you be then responsible too because you're not like keeping it full lock locked up under lock and key i don't know but i think you definitely got to confront him on that for sure and like listen you know, I thought that this is something that I didn't need to say out loud, but don't sell my meds. Um, and then, you know, I don't know. There's certain red flags that are so huge that you just can't ignore. And that's got to be one of the biggest ones. And I feel like, you know, listen, I hate to be a narc and all that, but uh, that shows a side of this person that you probably had no idea was there. That's like a different person. And I feel like uh, you might want to, I don't know. Is it wrong that I want to immediately just, if I was in that situation, just call the cops on them? <laughs> um, I know that's easier said than done. But uh, but listen, definitely approach him and be like, yeah, stop that. Don't do, don't sell my, don't sell my drugs. Those are my drugs. Uh, next one was um, a brother Another woman writes in said that her brother has limited involvement with the family and they want to know, can they make him change? Um, so besides the brother, it looks like the rest of the family is super tight and always hanging out, but he just doesn't want to. And she's wondering if there's a point where they should humor them. I think what you do is you show up at his house, you drop off any kids, any kids you got, they don't even have to be your kids. Find some kids off the street, just drop them off at his house and then he's going to learn togetherness real quick. It might make him resent you and run away. Sure. But listen, that's, that's the price you got to be willing to pay. Um, no, I feel like it's totally, again, so many of these that go back to just you have to have that open mode of communication. But let him know, like, listen, this is kind of bothering the rest of the family. And we need you to be there. We need you to be supportive and step up. Just, just show up. You know what I mean? At the very least. 
another woman wants to know how to stop being that jealous, overbearing mate. Um, his girlfriend's guy friends are making him freak out internally, he says. He wants to stop worrying because all the time now he's just worrying that she's going to meet someone else and leave him or go back to one of her exes. Um, yeah, no, that's a very real fear. You should realize that that could happen at any moment. <laughs> all right, thanks for uh, listening. <laughs> no, um, listen, I think the the main thing that I feel like people in that situation forget is that she's with you. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's the end all be all. Like, that should be all you need to hear and realize is that she is with you. And you got to have trust and you got to just go with it, live in the moment. And unless there's warning signs to make you think, you know, a different way, you got to, you got to let that stuff go. All right, from there, let's go into some movies. Um, so it is a heavily weighted horror movie week, of course, as every week I feel like is for me. And this is definitely no exception. But I don't know if I talked about this in the last few podcasts or recently, but there's certain movies that I always go back to all the time. Predator being one of them. They just put that back up on Hulu, I believe. So I'm going to watch that for the... 80th time um and i love that and they've been playing on showtime the beverly hills cop like the whole trilogy and i haven't rewatched three yet because i just remember not loving it when i was a kid but i want to revisit it now and see if it is good um i heard uh, uh a critic say recently that he tried that too and like you know he was watching it and for 10 minutes he's like, Oh, this is good. Why did no one like this movie? And then was like, Oh yeah, this is why. Cause it's super just boring and wasn't as good as the first two, but the first two are so good. And I've been watching those a ton lately. I must've rewatched. I watched the first one on a plane recently too. Uh, but those movies I just cannot get sick of great soundtrack. Just, yeah, just awesome. And second one being directed by Tony Scott, it's got a completely different look than that first one. It's very much like, a, you know, the Bruckheimer Simpson movie, like a Top Gun, um, just 80s action. That's so good. But anyways, all right, so let's move on to uh, the horror of it all. A new movie that I did see in theaters was Men, uh, directed by Alex Garland. And that is a nutso, nutso movie. Now, Alex Garland did Ex Machina, Annihilation, um, both some intense movies and this one is the same super intense scary uh has some of the creepiest sequences basically it's this woman her name's harper played by jesse buckley she had suffered this horrible ordeal and uh went through this horrible toxic relationship so she needs two weeks to kind of reset her mind so she goes and she rents out this country house and this is over in england and she's uh, renting out this country house and she just wants to kind of reconnect and kind of just reset from everything that had been happening in her life. 
So she's out there and starts encountering all these kind of creepy things that pop up. And one of them is that all the men in the town look like this one character. And it's all played by this actor, Rory Kinnear, who's so good. Um, If you like him, you're going to love the whole movie and what he does with each character. And, you know, I don't know the symbolism of it. I haven't done enough research on it. It's clearly like I feel like she's in her head and just trapped in her head. One of those type types of movies. But um, and it gets just more and more bizarre. And she's clearly snapped from reality. But uh, but some of the creepiest sequences I've seen, there's one where she's going out for a walk, a daily walk. Um which I do, which is maybe why I relate to this too. I'm like, oh, could this happen to me on my daily walk? She like, she finds this bridge and she decides to go in underneath it. It's this long tunnel. And it's obviously, it's you know pitch black in there. And the way they shoot it and the way they really lean into how dark and foreboding and creepy it is in there. And it's echoey, so she kind of plays with that and does like almost like a little tune with her little echoes. Um, is is just yeah, talk about the most unnerving, unsettling sequence. But I give that, I give, um, I give men out of good or not good. I'll give that a good uh, astoundingly. I think people, other people that I saw it in the theaters with. I mean, they were vocally upset. <laughs> they felt like they'd been assaulted and, uh, you know, uh, I were vocally wanting their money back. But I don't know. I knew it was going to be a wild, weird ride. And if you know that, I think you I think you'll have a good time. Now we'll move on to some TV reviews and comic book reviews. I'm going to try to cram a bunch into uh, this segment. And it's funny because I already couldn't get to all the stories that I wanted on the uh, movie segment. <laughs> I'm trying to keep these you know, podcasts down to a half an hour so I don't bore you guys uh, to tears. But I think even 30 minutes will do the job <laughs> of boring you to tears. But uh, one story that I wanted to get to quickly from the movie segment is I thought this was interesting. Um, I know that uh, Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery, who co-wrote Pulp Fiction together, they were friends. They worked at Video Archives back in the day, in the 80s, um, and that was in Manhattan Beach. Um, but they had a falling out, famously, but it looks like they're you know back together and buds again, and they're starting a podcast together, um, which uh, I believe is just going to be called Video Archives. Yep, it's the Video Archives podcast, and it'll be available on July 19th. I know a great strategy of podcasts is to promote other people's podcasts, <laughs> but I think for a lot of you movie nerds like me, um, we'll get a good kick out of that. And so they're going to talk about a lot of 80s gems um, and VHS gems. So that's kind of, uh, that's going to be cool. A lot, lot to look forward to. Movies like Dark Star, Moonraker, Demonoid, uh, and Piranha. So to name a few, um, but anyways, yeah, so comics, a lot of great stuff that I've been reading since I'm back in California and we'll talk more about that. Um, 
in a bit, but I've been catching up on a lot of the books that I haven't been a- had time to read yet. So I've been reading Task Force Z, which is a great series. They're on. Uh, um, I'm I'm up to issue six and I'm loving it so far. So that's really good. And it's a bunch of, it's like even the lower of the low, uh, um, Batman characters are all assembled on this new task force. You got Bane, you got Man Bat, you got Arkham Knight, Sundowner, Mister Bloom, Red Hood. Of course, is kind of leading the entire mission. But yeah, really solid. Uh, I was talking earlier on a podcast about. Uh, Firepower, Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney's uh, comic book series. That I'm, I've just been plowing through all those. I think I'm on issue 18 of that, and that one's just cooking. So definitely check that out. Uh, Jenny Zero too. I'm a huge fan of this uh, series. I've read the first four issue arc, and it's so good. It's like getting me pumped about comics again too. Um, it's very much kind of like a Tank Girl vibe. The reluctant hero. Um, this uh, woman who's a daughter of this big superhero, essentially. And so she's got a lot to live up to. And now she's kind of thrust into saving the world. And so it's, uh, yeah, pretty cool. I definitely like that. That one's worth checking out. Uh, Moving from comic books into uh, TV, we had a big finale this week with We Own the City. Um, So good. Such a solid six issue, or sorry, six issue, six episode series that if you haven't seen it, Check it out. If you're a fan of The Wire, um, you're definitely going to love that. And so, yeah, there you go. That's uh, from Simon and Pelicanos, who did the original um, The Wire. But, yeah, pretty uh, just super bleak, super depressing. I know that's not a good promo for it, but it's, uh, um, you know, one of the characters, which is... uh, Sean Suter, played by Jamie Hector from uh, from The Wire and from Bosch, has such a, a brutal story arc in this. And he ends up, you know, the real Sean Suter, because it's based on true events, um, you know, there was... They, they didn't know for sure, but they said that it definitely profoundly pushed towards that this uh, character committed suicide and that this person did. Um, and so they keep that very open-ended in the TV show, uh, but it's super heartbreaking. Uh, the new South Park special on Paramount Plus was just dropped a couple days ago. We get uh, Man Bear Pig back. We get uh, a bunch of the old favorites. Uh, PP is back. Um, but yeah, great, great episode. And Tropo, I think, is one of my favorite um, TV shows now. It's an Australian crime drama, and that's on Free V on Amazon. So definitely check that out. Um, Trapo refers to Aussie slang, which is gone Trapo for someone who goes uh, crazy in the heat. So there you go, a little fun Australian fact for you. That stars Thomas Jane and is uh, and an actress Nicole Shimon, which I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. Uh, sounds like a Michael Jackson song. Um, but, uh, but anyways, definitely worth checking out and, uh, I'm only two episodes in that, but love it. Oh, and the boys is back too. I watched the first two episodes of the boys last night. So good.
All right, from there, let's do some checking in, the checking in segment of the week. Um, so I'm back in California right now, and I'm loving that. Um, a little hot for my taste, but I feel like even if I just walk by a lamp, I get a sunburn. Um, but that's, listen, that's just me. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's good to be back. Been going on a lot of uh, my California walks out here. And it was funny, I, I jumped, speaking of the wire too, um, I was on one of my walks and I jumped into Barney's Beanery and got some jalapeno poppers. Where are my jalapeno popper fans at? Um, but went in there and um, was sitting next to a guy and uh, we were all watching that show Ridiculousness. And so we're watching that. And um, and then I, I, this guy was uh, was sitting next to me. I'm like, he looks so familiar. And then it just it snapped in. It was Wendell Pierce from The Wire. And he's just hanging out by himself, uh, just like cracking up to ridiculousness. I thought that was just kind of so random um, and pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was cool. Um, we'll see what else is new. There's not really too much. I mean, I've just been nerding out on my comic book collection and uh, reorganizing all of it. Um, did you guys all fall asleep just now? Um, it's okay if you did. Uh, but yeah, doing a lot of that, a lot of that super nerdy stuff. But it's good. It's good to be back. Um, I talked a little bit last week about my trip to Canada. Canada was so much fun visiting family out there and that was cool i will tell you a little public service announcement when you're coming back you have to have be tested um and you have to have proof that you don't have covid to come back into the states it makes sense um and uh and i just didn't read that fine print um until standing in the line the morning of at 5 a.m at the uh, airport and it had a 7 a.m. flight, and I was like, oh, you know, at this point, like once it sunk in, it was probably like 5.15, and got up to the uh, the counter, and it was like, you, we got to have uh, proof of a negative test result, right? It was like, yeah. Like, ah, let's say you don't have that. Then what? And then uh, the, he was surprisingly super cool, um, because I'm sure they get that a lot. But he's like, well, you can go into the other terminal, do a quick test. He's like, you have time to do that. So we ran over to the other terminal, got tested and it was interesting cause we were standing in line and there was this guy in front of us too. And he was like, he had a similar thing, but his flight was at six 30. And when he found out how long the test was going to be, um, he was an older guy and he was just covered in sweat, red face. And he was just like, Oh, okay. Well in that case, uh, I'm going to need a paramedic. And it was like, woof. So it was like, it was bad. Um, I think all the stress and everything and cause you're running back and forth to the terminal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but then we saw him get help. So all was good, hopefully. Um, but then, uh, yeah, we went and got our test and they're like, well, you should get results in a half an hour. I was like, Oof, that doesn't sound good. And we got it in 10 minutes and managed to get the, you know, with those results, we got our tickets and we're on the, on the flight and it was fine, but it was like, whew, now that was a close call. All 
right, so let's get to some entertainment news. We'll start with uh, Beavis and Butthead. They're coming back. Um, I've reported numerous times on this podcast that they're coming back So because I'm so stoked about it. I'm pumped for the new TV show that the that was originally going to be on Comedy Central, but it sounds like it's going to be Paramount Plus. It's going to be the new home for that. But they just dropped the trailer for a new movie that will be coming out uh, very soon, and that is Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Um, so there you go. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I watched the trailer, and it is hilarious. It's it's the boys doing doing what they're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, so it basically in a press release it says that it'll follow judges. You know, Mike Judge, the creators of Beavis and Butthead, or creator of Beavis and Butthead, rather, it'll follow the delinquent duo as they somehow end up in the space program. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check out the trailer and uh, look out for those shenanigans soon. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Um, and it says uh, also in a press release, uh, in perhaps the dumbest space movie ever made, Beavis and Butthead's are buttheads. Beavis and Butthead are sentenced to space camp by a creative judge in 1998, um, leading to a trip on the space shuttle with predictably disastrous results. After going through a black hole, they reemerge in our time where they look for love, misuse iPhones, and are hunted by the deep state. So there you go. And it's a spoiler, they don't score. So... There you go with that. All right, then uh, moving on, um, Ezra Miller made the news again, uh, not for more of his shenanigans, but talking about the fallout from that. So Ezra Miller is the Flash, and I don't know if you um, are up to date with that, but he's been basically having public meltdowns and in the worst way, like choking out fans Um and breaking into people's houses. Um, There's an incident where the actor broke into a couple's hotel room and threatened them. And that is actually the incident they cite in this article that made the Warner Brothers executives hold an emergency meeting about whether or not to pause development on future projects with him. And that's where I see that going. Like I, uh, I remember I had this conversation with a couple friends where they were like, well, you know, once those stories started coming out, like they're totally going to recast him. They're going to take his part out of the new Flash movie and have someone else play him. And I know they've done that with like Kevin Spacey, that movie. Um, but I feel like, and Warner Brothers, you know, I assume would have enough deep pockets where they can afford to do a big reshoot like that. But this came out and actually this article from yesterday said that Variety's sources say that barring unforeseen developments, the Flash simply costs too much money to be scrapped and it likely will not generate the revenues needed to turn a profit without playing in theaters. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, watching that, knowing that he's just such a, a nutball. I mean, very troubled, um, clearly, and go- definitely going through a lot of stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what do you guys think? And also, you know, Kevin Spacey is apparently making a return too. Is that something, you know, do you feel like you could watch that knowing now what some of these people have done? And I guess the same could uh, go for um, Louis C.K., who they're actually, he's trying to release a movie soon, I think in June, soon in June. Um, and finally, for this, uh, for these, uh, 
entertainment, random entertainment news stories. Um, this come out came out because of the boys, and the like I said earlier, the first two episodes of the boys are so good, um, and it's one of those ones where I didn't dislike the second season, but I just feel like they had maybe more time on this one, and it just looks sounds better. The stories are more interesting. The violence is still like this is probably one of the only shows that unnerves me, and like when somebody dies, I'm just like deeply affected by it <laughs> and i'm like i know it's a tv show but i'm like wow uh but anyways they talk about um you know chase crawford who plays the boys uh, aquatic hero the deep he told uh, gq that a lot of comic book fans were not pleased with um his take on the character and more that it's uh you know a resemblance to aquaman of course but he was talking about how on instagram he'll get uh people saying f you fish guy you think it's funny to make fun of Aquaman and people that get really, really upset. Um, his response was that he he loves that negative feedback and is like, that's exactly what I want. So there you go. But maybe don't provoke fans. Well, actually, they're comic book fans, right? So what are they going to do? Try to sneeze on you? Um, just ask for your ask for your autograph in a uh, in a in a more condescending tone. <laughs> That'll show them. All right, and finally, from there, let's go to some random news of the week, my favorite segment. Um, we'll start with uh, this. Well, actually, happy National Donut Day. We'll start with that. Today is celebrated annually on the first Friday in June, and it began in 1938 as a tribute to the Salvation Army volunteers who served donuts to soldiers on the front lines of World War One. So there you go. I did not realize that at all, but that's uh, he has some great backstory on that. And also other holidays and observances for June 3rd, 2022, which is this day, um, include Hug an Atheist Day. These are all real, apparently. Uh, Impersonate Authority Day. <laughs> you can really have any holiday. Uh, Love Conquers All Day. I like that one. National Chocolate Macaroon Day. National Egg Day. I had eggs. Uh, National Gun Violence Awareness Day, National Itch Day, Repeat Day, and World Clubfoot Day. So there you go with that. Um, also, this is, I've seen a lot of weird things at bars, but uh, I had, I've never seen this and really hope I never do. But an Alaska woman became a hero in a New York bar when she took care of, sometimes, you know, you see this all the time, you have to ask a rowdy person at a bar to leave seen bartenders do this. Um, but this time, it was not a person. It was an opossum that had wandered, wandered into the establishment. This was at Temkin's Bar in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Um, and the, the video is nuts. It shows people uh, panicking and reacting to this possum. And, well, and my response is like, well, yeah, I'm panicking just telling the story. Uh, also, I've ran over those suckers in a car, and it feels like you're just hitting a train. It's nuts. Um, they're all over Minnesota, but uh, um, basically, this uh, woman Sarah Fulton just stepped forward and calmly walks over to the opossum, grabs it by the scruff of the neck, and carries it outside for release. When commented, because people were like, "Oh, you're a hero," 
you're a national hero. She says, I'm from Alaska, and I used to go camping with black bears hanging out at my campsites. I think it was just instinctual. I just went up to him and I was like, hey, I know you're afraid. And I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to scruff you and take you out because that'd be the least painful for you. So there you go. My luck, if I did that, I'd walk over and if I tried to scruff him, I would just like accidentally pinch like its side and then it would just go in for the kill, I think. Um, and then uh, finally, too, I love ending on a good uh, um, Guinness Book of World Record. Um, and a group of knitting enthusiasts in England unofficially broke a Guinness World Record when they lined up an estimated 45,736 yarn pom-poms. So there you go. Congratulations. Um, Claire Watts of the Brandon Yarn Bombers group said she came up with an idea to break the world record while discussing ideas for decorations in their town. Uh, she said she's part of the Yarn Bombers and we create displays within the within the town. I came up with the idea to decorate the town with pom-poms. Then I thought, you know what? Let's go one step further and break the world record. Well, there you go. And now we all know the record to break this summer. This could be your summer to do this. Uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for the week. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. Um, hope you have a great weekend and a great rest of your Friday. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week, of course. Um, special thanks to Nalo. Special thanks to the unis. And special thanks to you guys for listening to the show and supporting. Um, yeah, huge fans of that. Huge fans of you. So, And again, reach out to notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. Um, and tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you don't like about it. Uh, no, just tell me what you like about the show. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, we'll see you in a week. I love you.